Oh my god, I forgot about the music. I'm so sorry. Is it playing right now? Yeah, it is. Can I you can't even hear, hear that? Music. Yeah, I know. I don't hear the music. Mm -mm. I don't hear the music. Because mm -mm. <laughs> I, I can hear the music. And it's definitely doing its thing. But I don't know if this is even recording us at all. Well, are there vocal tracks? Welcome to Soundtrap, brought to you by Soundtrap. Me, John. Would you like to get us started? Welcome to Tooltip Time, the podcast that helps you find the right tools 10 times faster. I'm Me, John Zulu. And I'm Jude Brewer. And today we're going to be talking about Soundtrap. That's right. It's a pretty cool little podcast tool. I mean, I'm having fun with it, but it's been a bit of a task to try and get it set up. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you know, I think I think the what we've learned in this endeavor is that we're always super excited about a service and then something goes wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, obviously, there's just there's going to be a learning curve with all of these. Uh, something that I did not expect was this is a very music heavy podcast tool, as we're discovering. Yeah, I mean, I almost feel like it's like like we're in a recording studio and like you're laying down the track and I'm going to like sing along, which which actually I think would be super cool. Do you know what I mean? Because if you wanted to basically record with someone remotely and like do music, I feel like Soundtrap would be like a really good service for that. For sure. In fact, here's a quick example of something I was able to put together. That was really cool. I can't believe you. I can't believe you. You, you put that together in what, like a minute? Yeah. Uh, I, I guess I should say it's like five. Yeah, five minutes. Um, <laughs> I just I just kind of type stuff out. It gives you a little virtual keyboard, and you can change octaves, and it's pretty intuitive. It's similar to other programs that I've used for making music before. I think this would be a great tool for someone just to tweak around with if they familiar if they're not even familiar with making music. It's pretty similar to GarageBand, actually, just within a browser. Oh, amazing. So, dude, what is the premise of this service? Okay, so the premise of Soundtrap, in fact, they say right on their homepage, is to make music online. So music is a very big focus of this program. You can record your call like we are doing right now, and there is a chat function, there is a way to collaborate. However, we didn't get to test out the collaboration function because, Mijan, what happened when I sent you an invite to collaborate on the project? Oh, it, <laughs> it, um, so basically I would have had to create my own account that I would be paying for in order to collaborate with you. Um, what is cool is you can definitely use more than one sign in at the same time. So, you know, I, I, I guess if you were to try and work around having to pay for like a second license to use the software, you could just, I guess, two people can sign in at the same time. But it was it was kind of annoying considering that like there's a collaboration tool, but then you have to pay to use it. Sure, that was a bit disconcerting. And I did send a message to chat to see if they would reply back. There is a live chat function on the bottom right hand of the screen. When I first reached out to support, uh, they were very responsive. I heard back from them within just I, within the minute. So it seems that they're a little busy today and uh, I haven't heard back from them for the last like 10 or 15 minutes. So. Well, maybe it's the end of their workday and they will get back to you first thing tomorrow. <laughs> um, so how was sign up? I would say the sign up process was 
pretty easy. So they give you the option of personal use or educational use. It'll ask you to enter your faculty email or invite code if you're gonna do the educational use. However, for personal use, it will take you to a page for entering your email and signing up. I was sent the activation email within a minute and right away a box popped up and it offered me a one month free trial. It does let you know that a majority of their features are not available on the free plan, uh, but you can try out all of their features for free if you upgrade to one of their paid plans. So then when you, once you do say choose plan, it will take you to a splash page with four plan options, monthly or yearly, for the purposes of this podcast episode, we paid for the complete plan and then we got the following message. Your Soundtrap complete subscription has just begun and now it's time to go and make the most of it. You now have access to these subscription only features and more. And Terry's audio tune, priority mixing, interactive transcripts, and remote interview. Cool. And what like what is their support center like? Do they have any tools to help you learn the new software? Yeah, their support section is awesome. I love their learn section. It is it has uh, how-to videos, very highly produced explanations on how to use different things. Probably one of the best FAQ sections I've seen so far out of any of these podcast tools we've re- we've reviewed. Besides Hindenburg. <laughs> Besides Hindenburg. Hindenburg is amazing, but I would say Soundtrap definitely gets them a run, gives them a run for their money. Agreed, agreed. And so, you know, obviously you just threw together that song, but like how easy is this DAW in general? I would say it's very easy. It's, it's, it's comparable to Mixcraft 6, which I'm sure a lot of people don't know what that is. It's what I used back when I was in college before I ever knew Pro Tools or anything else. It was just a very basic audio uh, music making tool similar to GarageBand. This is much more similar to GarageBand in the way that when you're making drum beats, you can you can create their their tempo and their rhythm and you can even automate a lot of those features. You can add Drums, flutes, woodwinds, guitars, um, synthesizers. They give you a whole wide range of options. That's so cool. What are the cool features? So here's an interesting feature. When you go into settings, you can click sound quality, high, medium, low, or extra low. Um, I'm not sure why you would go extra low. Maybe obviously just to save on your bandwidth. However, at this point, seems to be our sound quality is, is pretty solid. I do love how everything is laid out here. There was a bit of a learning curve in in terms of trying to figure out how to invite you in on the call and do the guest call. Yeah, that was a little complicated. I'm wondering if it's also because for some reason Soundtrap doesn't work really well with my mic. Like I had to take my headphones out of my mic and then plug it into my computer so that I could hear you without it just playing through my computer, which would basically have ruined our recording. So I think that that learning curve is a little weird because most other programs would just send everything through my mic. For sure. And you're able to, you're not able to get any monitor sound on on your end, correct? Oh yes. I'm doing this whole interview without really knowing what my voice sounds like. And that is very odd. I mean, I can promise you sounds lovely on this end. (laughs) But I can find that I, I, I can under, I can understand how frustrating that would be. I just think that from the perspective of a podcaster where like, you know, the way that you speak is almost a performance, it's it's good to have the reassurance of hearing the warmth of your own voice when it's coming back at you so that you know that you're not like overdoing it. Yeah, I am wondering how different it would be if we had paid for a second plan and then you were a collaborator in on this project. Um, I still haven't heard back from support yet about that, 
So if I do hear back from them while we're working on this episode, then I'll, I'll include it as an addendum. Well, actually, this might be a good time for us to take a break and check out the sound and then uh, step on back. Right on. We'll see you in a bit. Is it recording for you? Okay. So I'm recording and you're recording? I'm recording now, but I don't know if we're recording at the same spot. I know. Well, that's fine because regardless if we both hit record, then it should line up hopefully. So Okay, let's try and do a clap though, just so that you have a reference. Sure. One, two, three. Great. Cool. You should be able to find that. So right now, just to catch everyone up to speed, me, John, and I are currently recording ourselves remotely on Soundtrap, but I can only see myself being recorded and me, John, can only see himself being recorded. Yeah, it's kind of weird. I, I wish that there was a way for you to press record and for it to happen with everyone. Um, and also now I have a weird echo for some reason. I have an echo as well. I can hear my monitor, but yeah, there's a little bit of a delay. So that's kind of distracting. Yeah, I hope it doesn't sound like that. <laughs> yeah, I know. We're going to find out here in a second. Also, I just wanted to recap the little bit of the process we just went through. So Chrome quit working for me. And then I went over to Safari, but then Safari, for some reason, I couldn't get to approve my microphone. So then I went back to Firefox and then I remembered Firefox wouldn't let me do video chat. So I had to go back to Chrome. And the way I made Chrome work was I just cleared my cache and my cookies and then yeah. I reloaded it and it was fine. I don't, I don't think this um, program likes Chrome because for some reason, when I was trying to collaborate with you earlier, um, it would only upload like 73% and then would freeze. And so there was literally nothing I could do to log in. Yeah, and then just to provide some background information on what Mijan's talking about. So there's a feature where you can sync your changes up. So on my end, I can make changes. I can make I can add a new instrument or I can add a recording. And then on Mijan's end, he can hit the sync button and then he'll see all the changes I made. And then any changes he makes, I can hit the sync button and then they will load. However, for some reason with Chrome, the way ever it caches information, the syncing feature just made it crash. Like I couldn't, I couldn't even load it unless I... I think the other thing to remember is that this program uses a lot of memory. So if you don't have like a high functioning computer, I don't think it's going to work as well. Because one of the things that we also noted was that it feels like we have software, but it's in a browser. Yeah, it does. And there there are things I like about that. However, obviously, the shortcomings come in terms with these collaboration features that feels there's just some kinks in terms of what your experience on your end and what I'm experiencing on my end. Yeah. And we, were, we already talked about the guest experience where my echo, sorry, where I had no monitor. And now that I have a monitor and we're recording together... <laughs> I feel like I'm talking into an amphitheater. Would you say, Mijan, that you would feel comfortable editing an episode within this project file? I don't think I'd want to edit the whole episode in this, but what I think is really cool is because you can see the audio much just because it is a it is a digital audio workstation as well as a recording tool, you could probably trim down your episode and then export 
each track separately and then maybe put it do a second pass do you know what i mean to fix some of the sound issues that we're talking about yeah that's great i I think that's a that's a great use for it and also again if let's say you wanted to make music for your podcast and you didn't want to have to sign up for a library the sheer amount of uh, music that you can make with this just with using the virtual keyboard is pretty astounding but then also you can click on this loops tab I think you'll see it, Mijan, right next to the Collaborators tab. It has a little uh, music symbol. And all these loops, there's probably a thousand loops between beats, drums, sound effects, and then it breaks it down by genre and instrument as well. So it's definitely a great music tool. I, I would recommend it highly for that. Would you Would you recommend this, Mijan, for new users or more established podcasters? Who would you recommend this for? I would not recommend this for a new podcaster. So we, you know we have you know how we have our like categories of like if you're an indie podcaster or if you're new to podcasting or if you're a mm-hmm. small business or an enterprise. I think this is a software that's a lot more suited to people that know how to properly use a different digital audio workstation and then are looking to have like a little bit more like musical control, but also maybe work remotely because I don't think that the things that I know to do using other programs would be readily apparent to me if I was just using this for the first time. Yeah, well said. I would also like to note a quick update on our support chat. They did get back to me. Jade was very helpful. She was the one who actually allowed us to figure out how we could allow a collaborator in that you do not have to pay for an account to collaborate on a project. However, um, it seemed like they did want to encourage you to pay for it. (laughs) You were a little confused on that at first. Okay, so when we first signed in, I thought I had to pay to collaborate. But apparently, they just bring you to the paywall even though you can just close the paywall and use it for free right live chat just there yeah yeah exactly and, and live chat they just told me if you were to create your account login and then just re-click that link that was fine that could have been cleared up a little bit more for the collaboration process but uh, i will say getting a live chat support within while we're making this episode at least does pass the test that if you were working on a project hopefully chat would be able to get to you right away Mm-hmm. And and we have the most expensive version of this, right? There's there are cheaper tiers. We do have the most expensive version. Um, let me break this down. So we paid for what was called the complete plan. It's described as the creator who wants everything. It is fourteen dollars per month or one hundred and sixty-seven dollars total built build yearly. Uh, a step down from that, you have what's called Soundtrap for storytellers and for podcasters, which is $12 a month or 140 billed yearly. So for an extra $2 a month, you're getting the complete you're getting the complete plan. And then a tier below storytellers is just for music makers alone. Again, they break all this down, but it seems like it's more than worth it for the $14. Yeah, yeah. And I think the the other cool thing is that because it's recording locally, I don't think I have to be um, concerned with losing audio. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the, the only troubling thing was like, how do we make sure that it's synced if you're collaborating? And I think that that's like a little podcasting trick. You just clap at the beginning and then you align the claps. Yeah, we're going to definitely figure out after this 
how that lines up. I would also like to mention, it does say in this one month free trial, there are 790 plus instruments. There's over 11,000 pre-made loops. There is also a whole other page for education providers. So it's called Soundtrap for Education. This is for educators who would like to try Soundtrap for education in their classroom. You get to try all the features out for 30 days and you can even get 500 seats to try with your students. So if you have a pretty large classroom, I would like to, if there is an educator out there who hears this or who has had experience with Soundtrap, we would love to hear about what that experience was like. Awesome. So Jude, do you think we got what they promised? I would say we definitely got what they promised because they promised that this is a music making tool. And that is very obvious up front. I do think they could make the collaboration and the recording tool together as far as making a podcast. They could make that a little more helpful. However, they make up for that with their support and their learn section. And I would just say that minor pain point, if one person hits record, it should just record. And that should be it. (laughs) Agreed. Yeah. (laughs) Having both of us to click record was a bit confusing. Yeah. Confusing and weird. (laughs) <laughs> but <laughs> that's been the journey of this podcast series in general. Oh my gosh, I can't believe anyone who's stuck through the episodes for this far. And I'm, I'm really curious, uh, yeah, what that's like from their end. <laughs> you know what? Thanks for listening, y'all. I'm Mijon Zulu. And I'm Jude Brewer. And we'll see you next time. Wait, what time was that? <laughs> Tooltip time. <laughs>